You have been listening to a message from Bethany First Church of the Nazarene. Visit us online at bethanynaz.org. A few years ago, a lady started attending our church with a, uh, a friend of hers and her friend's husband. And so I would stand up on Sunday morning and I would look right over here and, uh, and she would be sitting with the two of them, this friend of hers and, and, her, and her husband. And, and, and she was a very sweet lady. I met her. I was, I was glad she was a part of our church. And after a couple of months, one Sunday, I looked out and, and there's a man sitting beside her. And after church, I got to meet him, and I learned that it was her husband. His name was Terrell. And so, a few months later, she talks to me one day about Terrell, and she says, You know, Pastor Rick, Terrell is, is not a person who has ever claimed to be religious in any way. He has never professed to be a Christian. In fact, she said, over the years, I've, I've attended churches, but Terrell hasn't gone to church with me. But recently, as you know, he started coming to church, and he... He seems to be okay with coming to church. And so she said, do you guys ever like eat dinner? Would you like go to someone's house for dinner? I said, well, not unless we're invited. I mean, we just don't show up, you know, at somebody's house. She said, no, we, we, we would love to invite you for dinner. And so they did. And so we went. And I remember really well, and I have a picture of Annette and me that they took of us that night sitting at their dining room table eating dinner together. It was cool. And so while we ate dinner together, we just got to know each other. And what happened that night was that a friendship was born. And Terrell and I began to be friends and we began to talk more and more. And I remember one day I was sitting in my office and he calls me. And he says, hey, Rick, are you in your office? And I said, I am. And he said, well, is there a possibility that maybe I could stop by? I wanted to talk to you about something. I think you can help me. And I said, Sure. And so he came by and he began to talk and in a few minutes he got kind of serious and honestly he seemed a little nervous, a little bit needing to catch his breath. And he said, you know, I've been coming to church and this is the first time I've never ever been a person who I thought was like close to God. But he said, something's happening in me. And he said, I, I think maybe it's my time. To become a Christian. He said the problem is. I have no idea how to do that. I wouldn't know what to say if I prayed. But I thought maybe you could help me. And I said absolutely Terrell. I said you know what. In my heart I believe you're already there buddy. But I do think we should pray together. And so I said it's a matter of you just simply saying. Jesus I accept your love. I accept your friendship. I accept your forgiveness. I believe that you're more than just a man. I believe that you're God's son. And I confess to you that I've sinned. I said, Terrell, everybody has sinned. He goes, I've sinned. And just make a statement that you're going to do life Jesus' way. Because you've done life your way up to this point. And I'm going to follow you, Jesus. And so there in my office, he bowed his head. And I said words and he repeated them after me. And we prayed. I've got to tell you that Terrell's life changed. It was, to borrow Jesus' words, like he was, like he was born again. Like, like he had this whole new life. It was like he had new values and new thoughts and new ideas. And, and he was loving his newfound faith. I look back on it. And I think about it. 
And although we didn't do the inviting, they had to. There was a lot of power in eating together. In fact, when I think about Jesus, that's what Jesus did. He built friendships with people by eating with them. And there's many times in the Bible that we have this recorded. When I think about Jesus blessing people, I want to, I want to go to those miracles, right? Like last week we talked about how Jesus healed this guy who was blind. He said, what do you want? The guy said, I want to see. <laughs> and so Jesus said, okay, go and see. And the guy was healed. Or, or I think about that lady that was caught in a illicit lifestyle and they bring her and they throw her at Jesus' feet and, and Jesus forgives her. He never passed up a chance to forgive somebody. But, but if I'm making a list of Jesus blessing people, would I put eating with them on it? Well, well he did. In fact, Jesus ate with so many people. In fact, people that weren't very much like him, that the religious people of the day gave him a nickname. It wasn't a compliment. It was actually kind of a criticism. They called him a friend of sinners. Hey, Jesus, you eating with any sinners lately? And Jesus ate with them all the time. And so, here's what I simply want to say to you. And that is that Jesus befriended people who did not claim to be close to God. This is, this is what Jesus was like. In, in Jesus' mind, everybody is qualified to be my friend. And, and he just lived his life like this right here. He, he didn't understand living his life like this. This did not compute with Jesus. He did not get it. Jesus lived like this. And in the mind of Jesus, everybody, everybody, everybody is qualified to be my friend. And so why don't we get something to eat together? So when I think about him, and I love pictures that people give me trying to express a representation of Jesus. And this is one of my favorite ones. I realize that this is the most influential man who has ever lived in the history of the world. A third of the world's population claimed to follow his teaching. Although he was born to a very poor little couple in a peasant village, he has now become the most influential man who has ever lived in the history of the entire world. And I keep asking myself, what was it about him? And there are many things that I can say. One of the things I want to say is that he just lived like this. And here's what he was about. Making friends and blessing people. And in Jesus' mind, everybody was qualified to be his friend. He just lived with his arms open saying, let's be friends. Let's eat together. And so what I want to do is take a few minutes to talk to you about a story that's found in the Bible. And it illustrates exactly what I'm trying to talk about way better than I'm talking about it. It's in Matthew, the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 9. And I'll start reading with verse, I don't know what verse it is. I think it's verse uh, 10. Yeah, no, it's 9. And so if you got a Bible with you or if you got your phone and you want to read along with me, you're welcome. Let me also put the words on the screen. i got to tell you this before I do. And this is what i got to tell you. It's simply this, that Matthew is actually writing about himself. He's telling the th story in the third person, and here's how it starts. As Jesus went on from there, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the tax collector's booth. So we understand what it is to pay toll, right? We live in that society. 
In those days, you actually had a person, an individual, a tax collector, sitting at the booth. And so, Matthew was sitting at the booth. We're going to talk more about what tax collectors were like, okay? Uh, Follow me, he told them. This is Jesus saying it to Matthew. Follow me. Matthew might have been the most irreligious person in his society, but Jesus said, follow me. And he told him, and Matthew got up and he followed Jesus. So while Jesus was having dinner at Matthew's house, in other words, Matthew now has a party and invites Jesus and and they're going to eat together. Many tax collectors and sinners came and they ate with him, meaning Jesus and his disciples. And so Jesus is saying, nobody is disqualified from being my friend and I would love to eat with you guys. And so many tax collectors considered simple people and sinners or Matthews, it's quite a party, and Jesus is there in the midst of them, and he's eating with them. So when the Pharisees, who were really religious people, who gave their whole life to trying to keep God's law, okay, they saw this, and they asked his disciples, hey, hey, why does your teacher, why does your rabbi, why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? On hearing this, Jesus responds, well, It is not the healthy who need a doctor. Can you imagine showing up at your doctor's office next week and the doc say, what's going on? What's hurting? Nothing's hurting, doc. Well, why are you here? Well, I just came by to say hi. I'm good. No, Jesus says, hey, it's not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. So go and learn what this means. And he quotes Isaiah 6, Hosea rather 6, 6. I desire mercy not sacrifice. And then Jesus says, for I have come not to call the righteous, but I've come to call sinners. I got a friend named Paul. He does a lot of missions work out in New Mexico. And Paul said, we were out there not long ago with some guys from our church, uh, Terry, and Mike, and Pete, and uh, Kep. And he said, we stayed at this same hotel for several nights. And in the mornings, we would go down for breakfast, and there was this lady there named Daisy, a younger mom. And uh, Daisy was very reserved, um, but she was taking care of breakfast. He said, the way it worked out was uh, Kep would go first earlier, and he would take his, uh, his Bible with him. And he would sit there at the table and he would read his Bible and he would pray. Just spending time with God every morning. I think it's the most important practice in my life is getting up in the morning, spending some time in God's word and praying. And, and then Kep would just leave his Bible on the table. And then we would all come down about seven and we would eat breakfast together. The last morning we were there. Daisy says... Is that a Bible? And Kep said, uh, yes, that's, that's my Bible. And Daisy says, you know, I just started reading the Bible for the first time. And so Paul says, we all kind of jump in the conversation and, and say, yeah, I, I read the Bible every day too. And it's really good for me. And we even shared some verses that we love or parts of the Bible that are really helpful to us. And then Daisy says, uh, 
me and my family, we've, we've gone through some hard times. But uh, we started going to this church. And Daisy said, uh, it's really helping us. And Paul said, I was kind of amazed at how just a Bible laying on the table started this conversation with this lady who, who might not claim to be close to God yet, but started reading the Bible. And now I'm going to church and it's, it's really helping me. When, when I think about the story, I think about my friend Terrell, who, who wouldn't never have claimed to be close to God, but all of a sudden, something's happened in me, and I think maybe it's my time, he says. And I think Daisy was saying something similar. We've been reading the Bible, we started going to church, and something's beginning to change. In, in fact, I think that is also Matthew's story. So, so for me to really help you with Matthew, you've got to understand a little bit about the day. Life for the people in Jesus and Matthew's day was not so much like life is for you and me. Um, they, they, they lived under the, the, the heavy arm of Rome. They were oppressed. They had to pay taxes on everything. They paid income tax. They paid taxes when they traveled the roads. They paid sales tax. They paid import tax. Okay, their life maybe was like ours in that way. But their life was different from ours in other ways, okay? And so you had the Roman government who said, you're going to pay taxes. But here's what they did. They recruited people from that on, that their, from their own society to be tax collectors. And, and so they were kind of seen as traitors. You sold out to Rome. And, and here's the problem. They were also often corrupt. So they would charge you more taxes than you actually owed. And they would put the extra in their own pockets. And so they were wealthy. Here's what else they did. They would go to the rich and say, um, if you want to pay me a little bribe, I'll reduce your taxes greatly. Which made them very hated people. So Matthew is not one of these great guys that everybody loves. Matthew is one of these guys that everybody hates. He sees the sneers. He hears the comments. He realizes people don't like me. In fact, sinners were considered people who had no regard for God's law. Um, who maybe also lived an illicit lifestyle. And when you lump them together, like we saw in the scripture this morning, tax collectors and sinners, it was just saying, we really don't like tax collectors and we don't care for sinners. And one day, sitting at his tax collector's booth, as people would pass by from one province to another, he would collect their taxes. And sitting in the hot sun, a young prophet named Jesus comes by. And says, hey, Matthew. And Matthew looks up at this very godly man who he's heard about. And he says, get up and follow me. And Matthew can't help himself. He gets up and he goes with Jesus. T to be a disciple of a rabbi meant... I want to become like the rabbi. And what Jesus was saying to Matthew is, Matthew, I think you could become like me. 
I think everybody else is saying, give me a break, would you? Of all people, not Matthew. But Jesus says, Matthew, you've done life your way long enough. Do life my way. Follow me. You could become like me. And Matthew follows Jesus. Here's what I'm trying to say. Jesus invited his new friends to a life they never dreamed they could live. And Matthew begins to live a life that he never dreamed he could live. Like Terrell began to live a life he never dreamed he could live. And like Daisy began to live a life she never dreamed she could live. So I, I love Southern Nazarene University, I'll tell you. I, I went to another Nazarene college called Trevecca Nazarene University. I'll let the applause die down and then I'll move on. <laughs> but I, I love our partnership with Southern Nazarene University. We, they do well partnering with churches in the area. We love to share resources and all those kinds of things. And it was probably 10 years ago, one night, they had reserved this room. And they had a concert, and they had a preacher, and I came to hear the preacher, the speaker. His name is Bob Goff. You've heard of him? I'd read one of his books, and I thought he was really interesting, and also thought he was really weird. And and I think both statements are true. And and I remember that night, Bob Goff standing here. And my wife, Annette, and I, we, we were seated right there. And he gets up and he says something that I've never been able to forget. Okay? Here's what he says. Bob Goff said, I spent most of my life trying to avoid the same people that Jesus spent most of his life trying to engage. I'm going to say it again. He said, I realized one day that I had spent most of my life trying to avoid the same people that Jesus spent most of his life trying to engage. And Bob Goff said, the day that I realized what I was doing, I said, no more. From this point on, I'm going to follow Jesus. And and that's where this passage of scripture really goes. You understand, Jesus' society was a lot like our society. They ate with people who were like them. And so it was easy to eat with people who are like me because we've got lots in common. And if I go to a restaurant or go out to eat or something with people like me, people like, yeah, they look like they go together, right? But the Jewish people of Jesus' day actually made meals sacred. The idea of eating together sacred by including rituals like ceremonial washing of hands. It wasn't necessarily that they got some of those rules out of Scripture. There was an idea called the tradition of the elders. And they wrote some of their own rules. And so Matthew comes to know Jesus. He begins to live a life he never dreamed he could live. He thinks, wow, I would love for all of my friends to know Jesus so they could live a life they never dreamed they could live. And he throws a party and they all come to his house. And the Bible says there were many tax collectors and many sinners there. But the Pharisees who gave their lives to keeping God's law showed up and said, why are you doing this? Jesus Loved God, of course, with all of his heart. And Jesus never wanted to disappoint God. And he gave them language that sounded like this. You have let go of the commands of God. And you're holding on 
to human traditions. I'm all about God, but I'm not about human traditions that keeps people who are not close to God out of the church. And I can't participate. And he says, if you really understood God, you would know that God is all about love. In fact, you can take all of the laws and you can sum them up with two ideas. Number one, love God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And number two, love your neighbor. And all I'm asking you to do is to love these people. Tax collectors and sinners. Love them because God loves them. And love them like I love them. And so here it's really simple. Here's the idea. Seek to become like Jesus. And spending time with people not like you. It's really clear. And I think we might be done. Seek to become like Jesus and spending time with people not like you. We good? No, I didn't hear you. Are we good? I think there's somebody saying I'm not good. And I think the person who's saying I'm not good is the person who says, I'm terrible. I've never claimed to be close to God. I'm Daisy. This whole Bible reading thing is brand new to me. This going to church thing is new to me. It's the person who says, I'm Matthew. I've not lived the best life, I'll be honest with you. But today, in some way that's not easy to explain, I think maybe I hear Jesus saying to me that he wants to be my friend. And I think I want to be his. And so I feel like before we leave, I would love to do with you what I did with Terrell that day in my office. I would love to lead you in a prayer. And so if everyone would bow your heads with me and just take this time to shut out everything around you, maybe even by closing your eyes. And if you want to pray this prayer with me, you would pray it in your own thoughts, okay? Your own thoughts. If you want to use your own words, that's great. If you want to borrow mine, that's great. But it would sound something like this. Jesus, I accept your love. I accept your friendship. And I accept your forgiveness. I believe that you're more than just a man. I believe you are God's son. I confess that I have sinned. And I'm sorry. And to this point, I've done life my way, but now I want to do it your way. And like Matthew, Jesus, I want to follow you. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Annette, if you'll bring me the cup. This morning when you came in, you received communion elements. If you'll get those at this time. One of the things this is so much about, it's receiving God's grace. So think about me when I eat something, I receive it into my body, right? 
This is receiving God's grace into my life. It's a means of grace. And so maybe you just prayed a prayer, receiving God's forgiveness. This becomes an outward sign of something that's happened inwardly. And so if you sincerely seek Jesus today, we invite you to share in this experience with us. And if you're not comfortable, you can just simply not participate. We don't want you to feel pressure. When Jesus was with his disciples, he took the bread. Do you have the bread in your hand? And he broke it and he said, this is my body broken for you. Eat it, all of you. And then he took the cup. And he said, this is my blood poured out for the ransom of many. In other words, so you can be forgiven of sins. Drink it, all of you, and be thankful. Thank you, Father, for the gift of your son, Jesus, and the grace that he gives us, allowing us to know you. Amen. You're going to hear one of my favorite songs lately. It's really somebody writing a song saying, um, I need a friend. I need a friend who will eat with me. It might be Jesus. And so, not to make anybody feel awkward in any way, but in our church we have these rails here. We, we call them altars, and every Sunday we just want people to feel welcome to pray. And so if for any reason you want to come and pray at any point as we close the service today, you are more than welcome. There will be pastors, and if you want a pastor to pray with you, you just let the pastor know who will be standing on either side. They'll, they'll be glad to come and pray with you. But if for any reason you feel like before I go today, I just want to go down and just talk to God, and that's all it is, just talking to God. You're free to do that. I challenge you, however, to lean in and listen to the song. Down 
thankful for the presence of the Lord today. today. I'm thankful for all of you that have come, many from afar. I'm grateful for what the Lord has done in this place today. Can we just give him praise today all across the room? Just thank you. I 
from this place, may you go with the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ. So great having you here today. You are dismissed. You have been listening to a message from Bethany First Church of the Nazarene. Visit us online at bethanynaz.org.